and I don't eat in the morning. So my, my palate is very clean. Uh, that's true. I've had breakfast with him and it's very awkward because <laughs> he's got a plate of nothing. This is episode 283 of Bourbon Pursuit, the podcast featuring news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. And before we start today's podcast with a big barrel blind, here's your weekly bourbon news update. Jim Beam is offering a one-of-a-kind snow globe experience, which will allow a small group of friends and family to sip a cocktail together in the perfect social distance setting. And Jim Beam will come to your home this season and set up giant snow globes in your yard or driveway and it includes a licensed bartender create craft cocktails. All this for the price of $17.95. And that price is there to commemorate the year that the Beam family first distilled bourbon. There is only one available, and it's going to go on sale at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern on December 10th. So if you're catching this podcast right now in the early morning, you might have time. It's going to be going on sale at the Jim Beam e-store. Moving on to bourbon release news. Barrelcraft Spirits has announced its Barrel Bourbon New Year 2021. It's a selection of 5, 9, 10, and 11-year-old straight bourbon whiskeys, which were distilled in seven different states, Kentucky, Tennessee, Indiana, New York, Texas, Wyoming, and Colorado. It's bottled at cash strength, which is 113.9 proof, and will have a suggested retail price of $90. Booker's is releasing its third and final batch of 2020 called Pigskin Batch. This is a nod to Booker knows love of American football since he himself was a football player. And I know I've heard plenty of times before about Ryan telling me stories of when Booker would actually be at high school football games there watching Freddie play. Now the proof on this one is 127.3 proof. It has an age statement of six years, seven months, and seven days, and a suggested retail price of $90. Castle and Key is launching their first whiskey called Restoration Rye. Alongside Restoration Rye, Castle and Key will also release its Roots of Ruin Gin and Sacred Spring Vodka. There are two batches in this release as Castle and Key's strategy focuses on creating spirits of consistency of high quality rather than a consistency of flavor. So no whiskey release from Castle and Key will ever taste exactly the same. Now with around 12 to 13,000 bottles in each batch, they will be available for purchase in Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, South Carolina, Texas, and Georgia beginning of December with a retail price of $40. There's also big Pursuit Spirits news this month. We have six barrels of Pursuit series that are coming your way. Episodes 35 and 36 are in collaboration with Starlight Distillery, featuring one bourbon that's bottled 113.6 proof that only yielded 111 bottles, and the second is a bourbon finished in Applejack brandy casks at 117.6 proof. And I know these won't last long seeing all the praise that Starlight's been getting and I'm sure you know from back on when they are on the podcast, they know what they're talking about. And they even have their own fan club on Facebook now, too. These will be available first to the Patreon community, and you can find them on Sealbox.com. Episode 37 is a 10-year Tennessee bourbon headed to spec stores all across Texas. And episode 38 is an 11-year Tennessee bourbon that will be available at select retail locations in Nashville and Chattanooga, Tennessee. Episode 39 is a four-year Tennessee ride that will only be available at Mulligan's and Elite Liquor Stores in Clarksville, Tennessee. Lastly, Pursuit United will be ready in January 2021 on Sealbox.com and across Kentucky, Tennessee, Texas, and Georgia. Now, if you listen to our Whiskey Quickies, then you've probably heard me say before that when a barrel bourbon comes out with a new product, 
it's likely to never be duplicated. And we've explored that with Joe back on episode 164. But this time, Joe puts us to the test. Myself and Ryan, we sampled through around 15 different barrel blends and finishes, while Joe and Fred become our commentators. These are products that have already been released, are to be released, or just experiments in the making. We try them blind to see which ones we like, and even if we can guess some of the blends and the finishes too. With that, enjoy today's episode, and here's Fred Minnick with Above the Char. I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. I have a question for you as a listener. How important is the history on the bottle? Do you look at a bottle like, let's say, Peerless, which has like a real history behind it, and think to yourself, hmm, that's enticing me to buy? Or do you look at something like Lucky 7 or New Rift, two bottles that don't necessarily have a historic connection to them, and think to yourself, hmm, I want to buy that? You see, American whiskey has always had this fascination and connection to history and whiskey. And what we have seen here is we've seen a trend in people kind of bucking that and doing it quite well. Barrel Bourbon, New Riv, Lucky 7, Smoke Wagon, on and on and on. Yet we still see the brands like Boone County and Clyde Mays tap into like historical uh, sections to bring forth into their whiskey. Now, I'm one that I don't necessarily always care about the history. I just want to know if the whiskey's any good. But when there's a really cool story, like with Peerless or Kentucky Owl or Nelson's Greenbrier, where the people who own the current distillery or brand actually have a connection to that history, then I think it's pretty cool. But if you're somebody and you just resurrect a trademark from 1852 and you tie your name to it, I don't know if that's the smartest thing in the world. But then again, if your whiskey's really good, I don't care. And that's this week's Above the Char. Hey, if you have an idea for a good holiday Above the Char, hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, or reach out on my website, Fred Minnick. Go to fredminnick.com. Until next week, cheers. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof, and the flavoring green for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Give 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. 
One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Bourbon Pursuit. We got a special episode for you here today. In fact, it's a barrel showdown. I'm not tasting. My co host, Kenny and Ryan, are. What are you guys thinking about here now as you're going to select your favorite? I uh, can't get product. past your Rambo thing you're wearing right now. <laughs> it's uh, kind of distracting. No, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to be like uh, the guy in Dodgeball, the uh, the announcer on the Ocho. Yeah, when he's like uh, doing those ESPN eight. Yeah, <laughs> cotton, 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 yeah. cotton. cotton. So no. what, are you, what are you feeling here going into this? I'm feeling though? a little overwhelmed. I was about to say fifteen this. glasses. I'm excited. I was about to say, you know, the it is overwhelming, but I think this also just goes to show the the variability that barrel is able to bring mm-hmm. to a product and to consumers because everything we're gonna taste today is they're gonna be different, right? I mean, it's it's not the same as just having single barrels where we know everything's a little bit different. But I mean, these are these are concoctions, these are some sort of blends that they're doing to try and make something that's really unique for their their base here. And I'm excited to be able to uh, taste through these and Find one that yeah. one or two or one, three that yeah. we really kind of like like above the rest. Well, I've seen what you have, what you're going to be tasting. It's it's incredible. But you guys, you guys do this too. You have your own brand. And like, what's the what's the process that you go through as a taster to uh, to pick your favorite? Well, we uh, it's pretty easy actually. Yeah. <laughs> I think we do what like five or six at a time, or maybe ten. I don't know. We'll go through, taste them, and then we'll take a break. We'll play Can Jam for about. 20, 30 minutes of the Frisbee game you play to kind of reset things. Then we'll go back, taste through 10 more, and then kind of the end of the day, we'll have our favorites, and then we'll go back the next day, retaste just to make sure that they cut the mustard or meet our expectations. And then, from, yeah, that's pretty much where we where we get what we do yeah we try not to get too not too sophisticated too fat too pal, pal fatigued as well you know like i said we do try to take breaks uh to make sure that we're not sitting there you know running through a bunch of barrel proof whiskey but today's gonna be a little bit a little bit exciting a little bit different yeah. and folks they will be spinning so they will not be tasting all of these in in their entirety but uh, also yeah, we Joe, have, went, Joe wanted to haze us today. He's like, come in, <laughs> we're going to drink 15 samples. <laughs> speak, and speak, if you don't, we're cutting your funding. It, whoa, <laughs> Joe, you didn't do that, did you? No. Come on, Joe. <laughs> I'm really All right, so you guys go ahead and start, get your natural, nostrils in there and start your processes. Joe and I, uh, Joe Beatrice from Barrel Bourbon, and I are going to be kind of talking about this. Can y'all get along? Like, off air, it's like Norton Commas drama over here. <laughs> you two are just like beefing about walks and uh, I mean, well, I, I did I did find out that he's thinking about putting up an illegal fence. Uh, I'm going to be telling the <laughs> HOA later because that's what you do in a neighborhood. You don't ever confront your neighbor. You go straight, you straight to, the to the board. Yeah. Or you get on next door and complain. So. That's the easiest way to do it. Just being anonymous and being like, hey. Green Beaver over here. We're uh, we're not very happy with our neighbors. <laughs> All right, so Joe, here we are. They're going to be tasting your products. Uh, they're going to pick their favorite uh, today. What's your what's your thought going into this? Are you a little nervous? Are you uh, concerned here? I think that we're going to have a great competition today. Um, I think that uh, they are in for a little bit of a surprise because we really mixed Ryan it up. Ryan is taking his first spit. <laughs> That's really yeah. unique already. Yeah, I was at like the gate. At the gate, it's, it's solid. I mean, it's just it's like dried fruit bomb, you know, mm-hmm. just and tons of nice little cinnamon heat, real light heat right there on the finish. Waking me up after lunch, which was only a few pieces of meat. 
And, uh, Starting geez. strong. Starting strong. Yeah. But let's take a look at their processes. You can tell as tasters, they both have different approaches. Kenny likes to come in just a little bit under his nose while Ryan goes straight in there. How, <laughs> how do you like to smell your whiskey? I tend to put it in the nose first and spend a little bit of time there with each nostril. Yeah. Each nostril. Now, yeah. Kenny's got yeah, a very unique that. technique. He's actually you touching. Do you close one or? <laughs> yeah, you, know, yeah, you, know, you, like you have to train for it. You have mm. to be able to close one without using your hand. Now, he's, Kenny is a top lip uh, sniffer, so he's making sure that the glass is this touching is, his top lip. Yeah, I love, I this is very distracting. Yeah, very <laughs> top lip. Now, <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm like, am I doing it wrong the entire time? No. Don't judge me. I'll tell you what. Uh, a, I really love the nose and the taste. Yeah. I mean, I think this was. This was just solid all around. I mean, there is, there's nothing bad that you could say about it. I mean, this one, this is tasted like a like a true, like just barrel blend. Like it was like a, gosh, if I had to really, you know, go back to a release, like, um, gosh, there was did twenty two, twenty three come out recently? Was, yep. Yeah, I yep. mean, that's what I equated to. I think it's a it's a really good one. Yeah, I got a lot of like wine or grape notes on it. Kind of, kind of little grapey stuff going on in there yeah, yeah i should also mention that what we have uh, in front of us is we have samples uh samples a through q so uh pray for us <laughs> and you're on you're on b now we're on b now yes we're just now getting to b which i love the nose of b mm -hmm. um almost like a like a light honeydew kind of kind of nose to it and translates to the palate too it's got a lot of a lot of honey notes some graham cracker kind of a little cinnamon there on the finish Mm -hmm. Yeah, more uh, like one was like out the gate. Maybe it was because it was the first one, but it's like punch you. Like get that grape kind of notes up front, but then it was like a real great dried fruit, spicy finish. Yeah, B, B is a little bit different. Like B doesn't have, um, it's definitely a different character than than what A is because A, like I said, it felt more like one of those uh, regular like, uh, you know, barrel bourbon blends that you'd see. B, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. You know, it's interesting watching this, you know, being on the other side here as a commentator on someone's tasting, which is a weird way, it's a little weird in itself, but it's also fascinating to see their approaches because they're so different, uh, the way they are approaching the glass, even are how they? much, how so? even how much that you all are putting on your tongue, like you can see, like in your, you can see that Kenny takes a little bit more in than uh than ryan does it's just there's no no wrong answer here it's just fascinating to uh to see the different approaches uh, i think he's taking the classic approach versus the sort of the experimental I one think that's that, that, right i think we're seeing that in this and we if we go back to the robert uh, parker paul packle techniques from from uh you know it started the, in the, the 1990s the 30s on oh, the 90s yeah. Robert, gosh. <laughs> i was like I was are like, you making up names as you go <laughs> no paul packle it's one of the original uh spirits critics and, oh, and robert parker sorry. of course is forgive me like my that. ignorance no that's okay so all right so now you're going into glass three do you feel any effects of the previous two glasses as you're going into three um, i mean there's definitely three has has more of the uh the tennessee pronounced into it uh, versus, I mean, you could tell there's a little bit of an A, but not as not as much. Uh, like I said, number A, or number A, letter A, what I liked about it, um, which what I've liked about some of the recent uh, the barrel barrel bourbon releases is that it's, it that, that Tennessee note is there, but it's not so pronounced. And so it, it gives you just a little bit more of that. It does, it, the flavor is there, but it's not, again, it's not in your face. You know, you do have an ability to like blend out some of those, um, those, 
those notes, that Flintstone vitamin note, that, uh, you know, dehydrated orange note. What's your technique there? How are you doing that? He's not going to tell. Well, uh, <laughs> first, there are a number of distilleries in Tennessee. You have to be. You have That's to, you absolutely have to, right. You have to be aware of that. And yeah, uh, Bill Pritchard's got some stuff up on the market. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that if you if the question is about how we blend, it's it is we we source from so many different places that we spend a lot of time with different putting different blends together and experimenting to the point where we find something that we like. So yeah. we, there are some there are some profiles that we tend to like, which tend to be the high fruity ones, you know, a lot of the tropical notes. We we tend to blend toward those, and so we just spend hours and hours and hours doing the blends. I mean, that there's there's no real big secret other than it's it's a lot of hard work and experimentation. One note I no, almost never get in your stuff is banana. Mm. Do you like make sure banana's not in there? Is that a uh, note you don't like? Uh, we're, we're not. Every once in a while, you, we'll get a little bit of it, but it's not something that we really blend four that we that we like mm -hmm. so right. yeah we've, we've, we've had do. a big change up from c to d we've gone got a big change in taste going on right here i almost feel like it's a like a wine or like a like a chardonnay finish or something yeah. like that that a boy kenny wow that a boy and yeah, looking at the note card here joe i think we're in the hands of some good tasters yeah, we're, i think it's B impressive and, b and c kind of they remind me of like the kind of nine to eleven year tennessee product um you know in a great balanced they're both pretty good balanced uh but a was like ton of dried fruits and so far a has been my like my home run favorite so far but yep. we've only been through three of 15 <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a little bit to go through. but the the speed at which you're going yeah it's good you're going at a good speed it's not a chardonnay but he's not he's, he's not, not far off. off he's not no. far off i mean he's <clears throat> you know, i'll just, just say it had, this. it had just like a like i mean it almost had like a chardonnay like undertone or taste to it i mean that's just kind of what i pulled out of it Oh, anytime oh. we do these tastings, Kenny, you're always you always say like I'm not like Fred or Ryan, but I don't think you ever give yourself enough credit. I think you have a really good palate. Like me, why would you compare me? I'm not good. You <laughs> you can pull up flavors. Like I can I can be like yeah I like it or like yeah, I don't that like one's it. but well it's, that one to me just because it's all subjective really. I mean that one's kind of got more pear flavors, kind of pear notes. Um, not that it was finished in a Sauvignon Blanc or something, but, but it kind of has that pear type of citrusy flavor on it for me um i'm not sure what kind of finish that would be on it but i tell you i tell you what you guys are tracking i wouldn't spend too much time on it on trying to figure it out but you're tracking that's for sure and uh i was just trying to brag on you kenny that's all i it's was okay doing. i i like it every once yeah, in a Kenny's while good i just need a good compliment to keep my yeah you don't you... kenny's good you just gotta keep his tannins in check yeah you know, it's like because <laughs> as soon as it hits tannins it's I like know. you just gotta be like all right pump the brakes on the tannins yeah, so that's, that's what i'm there for that's 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 where like we kind of like change on like uh palate preferences there but uh yeah, you guys definitely are a few glasses in is there a glass that you've tasted that you would definitely eliminate at this stage after tasting um, the the other ones? I'd say C. Yeah, me. me too. C's just, I mean, it's like your very good uh, Bob's Basic Bourbon to me. Like, it's good, but it's just kind of, you know, it's a very well-balanced kind of product. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and reveal what C is, okay. if you're okay with that. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Uh, this is labeled as Experimental One. It's a 15-year-old special uh, bourbon blend. 16 barrels, a very small batch. Wow. So I was totally wrong on that. Uh, it's it's a it's an experiment we're playing around with. Um, we we are we're at the very beginning of this 
particular project. So I just threw that in there as a change up for you to just just to see, see where we're at. Yeah. yeah. It was very balanced. I like I mean, yeah. not that just the other ones are a little bit more unique. So, you know, it's like when you're tasting all these you know, stuff that stands out sticks. To That's it. very good. It's a, it's a work in progress. Yeah, absolutely. It's not there yet. So it's, it's, it's think of it as a component for something else. Right. Man, I get so much orange on this, like burnt orange kind of on this, uh, what is it? You're on E? E, yeah. Just on the nose, like a smoky old fashioned or something. Mm. Now I've had this one and I got to tell you uh, <laughs> that this, uh, this is one of my favorite things that you put out in a long Thank time. You. And, um, and you know, I mean, you, you've had some mm. great releases over the years, but this particular one that they're on now, which is Glass E, I think is, um, and not to try to influence you all, and I realize that might be how it comes off, but I think it's special. Thank you. We, this was yeah, a very a, special blend for us. Yeah, it's creamy, a lot of citrus notes, got a great spice, great viscosity. It's, re- it's very good. Mm-hmm. Concur all the way around. One of the things I like about a blind tasting is that you are not influenced by anything. You know, you're you're not influenced by the age that you see on there. You're not influenced by the brand. Well, we know what the brand is here. Yeah, surprise, one of these are Weller Special Reserve, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but, you know, that's that's the beauty of a blind tasting is like you all have no idea what what these are other than the fact that they're coming from barrel you on f f yep this is like rapid fire i'm like mm-hmm. don't we gotta make this less an hour <laughs> we we still got more to go here i know that's true no i i, I like about f um maybe it's because we're we're five deep in it now but it's not as shocking to the palate like i get i, I think you get a little bit more of the, the orange notes in it getting like a brown sugar on the nose or some kind of burnt sugar it's good though it's really good. They seem to be holding up well about a third of the way through. Yeah, they're not bad. I mean, I think they could both pass the test right now if they had to. This is like the Belmont will like really start fading towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> we'll like sprint out the gate for the first two turns. And, then... and I'll say too that they've uh, they've both gotten better uh, over the years of like, uh, you know, tasting and talking about what they're tasting. Early on in their careers, you know, they, they were more just kind of sitting back and, and sipping and didn't want to really you know, talk about what they're tasting now, which just comes so naturally to them. They've, they've grown, Joe. So it's a little bit adventure, adventurous then. Yeah. More yeah. adventurous than they they're, were. They're more adventurous. They're learning about uh, cocktail techniques. They're learning about different spirits, you know. Learn from the best, you two. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, they came up through the farm system. We had to up system. our game. We had to up our game. That's why. <laughs> yeah. We just graduated from the minor leagues. You know? like, <laughs> Joe, we're Joe in, we were in AAA. Now we're in a double A. <laughs> or whatever, uh, how it works. You know, sometimes they just call them straight up from double A into the to the majors. Man, triple A is kind of. I don't know. Kenny, on F, did you get like some, that reminds me of some like buttery notes and like, yes. man, like some brown sugar butter with some like a little bit of orange cobbler or something not orange cobbler because you don't eat orange cobbler but like but that's why i said like you know, i like didn't know jam if it was with some orange cobbler like i said i didn't yeah. know i didn't know, I know if you don't eat orange like cobbler but you know orange cobbler finished bourbon yeah I like, like i said i didn't know if it was like if it wasn't palate shock of like okay well maybe this one like isn't highest proof but yeah it definitely has like a buttery creamier taste to it yeah i mean it's still got some proof i mean it's hanging hanging back there right now as we speak mm-hmm. you know, a little, little spice tinge going on so. keep the spice and tinges going yeah. Yeah, it looks like Ryan's going for glass G. Yep. That's Kenny's on G, glass G too. G's oh man. You know, the the heart of this is gonna get is like trying to figure out like are they finished or are they not finished? <laughs> right. And and trying to like 
because some some are so like if something's finished and something like you can tell like off the bat right mm. but sometimes it could be a subtle finish because if it's just um you know like armagnac is a very close relative to whiskey and stuff like that so an armagnac cask finish might throw us off a little bit where you're not going to be able to pull that one out right away now it, it gives a little bit of nuance of flavor to it but when you're going through a bunch of them it might not be an easy one to just pull out versus something that's like a a rum or a, an apple brandy finished or anything like that, which you'll be a little like, okay, like a lot of these, th those will pull out a lot of different flavors. Also, this is like a MMA battle here because <laughs> it is because it's not just bourbon. Watch out for the runic right. chokehold yeah. here. Yeah, and also you've got to tap you've, out time. You've also got a couple of them that have come out of retirement. You know, they had successful careers and they're no longer on the shelf. Man, this one is like bread pudding all day. Like it's got the raisins, got the creaminess, got the like, I mean, it's just bread pudding bourbon here. Oh man, that's a great note. Now, Joe, when you are when you are blending some of these, uh, you heard um, you heard Kenny kind of talk about like that finish, like he just knows, and you know, the finishes kind of stand out. I have found that you know your finishes don't stand out as much as others. Are you trying to make sure that you can still taste the bourbon or the rye, uh, and not just that secondary? What are you barrel? on age? Well, we, what we okay, cool. what we attempt to do is light, to so. give you the full ride. We want it to be something that you experience from the very beginning, from the nose, the initial part, the middle, and the end. So we 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 play around with that a little bit, um, and we like we like to leave you the long finish uh, on many of our products, and uh, and so we like we like you to be able to taste it thirty or forty seconds later as well. This uh, one's like green tea or like a citrusy kind of lemonade teeth type so after going back to g like you can tell on the taste of g like i, I feel like it was finishing something i feel confident really? saying it was finished do you not i don't know let me go back would you like me to answer that for you sure let's go ahead and i don't know give a little reveal here so. you don't think so i kind of feel like it is but maybe uh are you guys keeping it in the running or is it yeah still, i really still like it okay uh you know what i'll tell you i'll tell you that um don't tell us till the end <laughs> actually keep uh, yeah, going I, I won't i won't tell you to the end because here's the thing as as a taster if you are focusing on 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 what something is instead of the taste then you are not paying attention to something you're you're paying attention to is this finished in something and then that's all yeah. your mind is focused and it, on. it doesn't really matter it's really good yeah hey, that, that's <laughs> so focus on some so focus on the notes and what you like. And is that glass better than the other glass? Because here we're trying to like pick our favorite. And this is not, everyone wants to think that this is easy, that you can sip whiskey all day and, and it's easy. But the fact of the matter is, it is really, really hard, especially when you have three glasses that are friggin' outstanding. How do you pick? You know, yeah. you gotta, you have to pick. And if you're focused on, it's a barrel finish. You know what? Categorically, your mind goes to like, you know what? I don't like barrel finish as much as I do straight. And so you pick you pick the straight whiskey that what you perceive to be a straight whiskey. Then you find out, oh shit, that wasn't even barrel finish. I was so focused on it being finished that I didn't actually give it its time on the palate. So then just remember that. Try to be as blind as you possibly can and objective as you possibly Man, can. H is like everything I love about spring, summer. It's got like, Floral, honey, tea, like, I don't know. It's like drinking us. Wait till you try I, I then. Sweet and it's like a sweet green tea or something, you know, like, I don't know. It's very good. So, Joe, um, I'm surprised to see H in this, in this, um, 
I actually actually lineup. actually pulled H back. It wasn't my favorite, but well, because it's just, to each, he, to each he loves tannins and George T. Stag. That is <laughs> that is not in this product huh. at all. No, is there? No, this yeah, is. I'm shocked that you put H in here. Well, I thought we'd mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's it's not the original. It's oh, okay. It, it's it's the finish. Okay, it's using those barrels. So, are you keeping H in, Ryan? You know, uh, I I think it's good for me. Um, it is so much different than everything we've had, but mm-hmm. and that may be why I'm liking it. But I I don't know. I think it's a good porch sipper. It's like summery to me. It's like light, got lemon citrus going on. If you think about H, you need to try I. Okay. I think I think I is is more of your citrusy summer uh, I, taste. Well, I was a lot darker than H. Looking at it, so really, they're about as different as you can get. Yeah, I was like, "Are you sure?" Is there a night and day? Uh, no, because that's because my you can't read my chicken scratch. And yeah. I'll also say that a, a previous uh, podcast because okay, that's my eye was on. That's there. your eye. Where's okay? Got to read poor eye. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I think I think you you got the wrong pour over there, buddy. Try try repouring eye because I think uh, I think I think your H and I are are backwards. Folks, this happens sometimes in competitions. Um, you, H. you will spot a glass that's different, and the taster well, actually, will request H's a repour. Oh, okay, all right. And he's probably right. uh, an audible here. You know, right when I got to like H or J, I kind of Joe. I don't know if this calls into question the entire competition. <laughs> no, but, I, uh, I think we start over. <laughs> I think that's the only thing we can do. We must start from the beginning. <laughs> Let's go for a ruling on this. This reminds me of the spirits competition of 95 when we had the big controversy with Grand Marnier being entered as a vodka. Where's your eye? It was... <laughs> that's my eye. Hold on. I'm hearing from New York. Uh-oh. Are we doing nope, a replay? No, we're going forward. We're keeping, we're going forward with, with what we're planning to do right now. Okay. Report it and it's okay. No replay. What do you mean my eye is age? That, oh, that's okay. the same thing. You're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to blame it on you because you poured it over. I did, I did that. So. <laughs> okay. There was, seemed to be something going on. That was the right one I was around confused that, on. Right around that yeah. pour, yeah. How about we say this? Are those two, either one of those going to be your whiskey? Is it, is it your top whiskey? Either one of those. Well, so what are we doing? The three? Top three? Yeah. Is it either one of those potentially your top three? Um, I've had three that we've had before that I like better. Okay. Yeah, even so, though I do like this one. You know, and here's the thing is that like I am, I am heavily trending towards these, these like these finished ones because they're so unique. I mean, that is just one of the things that like I really love about the, you know, the new private release series is that these are whiskeys that you're just not gonna be able to find on the shelves every single day. And they're just so so unique that i mean okay yeah they're not going to fall in the realm of like bourbon on the shelf that you know people are like oh american whiskey blah blah blah. but like these are so unique that yeah uh i like all those leave more for us than like that private label or whatever you call the program private release private release yes gosh every one of those were outstanding i mean just another layer of oak for our boy kenny here yep so if you all are okay uh, and are not going to proceed with H and I going on, I'll tell you what they are, and we can have a conversation about that. Yeah, I'd really like to know what H is. So uh, H is uh, a tale of two islands. It's 18 years old, or at least that's the oldest. And then... Um, no, that, I'm sorry, Fred. That's a private release. So it's an eight-year-old whiskey that's finished in the tale of two islands barrels. Okay, mm. understood. Okay, so I like to H. I am not a fan of. No, me either. Okay, good. I, I, like I, is, either. I is a no. I is a no for me. And then I is a single barrel, uh, 
private pick for our good friend Jamie Ferris. Oh, okay. oh. yeah. Sorry, Jamie. We love you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that whiskey was horrible. It's really good. Mm. No, it's not horrible. It, it's just that's the thing. You're, you're, it's like, I mean, you got some home runs here. I mean, we, well, we just we just literally, we literally is the just, barrel king, barrel pick king of the United States, and he he's been on the podcast. And we've know. talked about it before, and and you know, but I think it might be a difference of like going between like the rums and and having this sort of sweet taste and then going to a, a you know a single barrel private select it just i mean the flavor is just like so radically different yep. yeah it's so unique it's just that's why you're in the big leagues <laughs> well we're double a maybe maybe triple a yeah next we'll, year. we'll see we'll see if the recruiters you yeah. know tap us in yeah, after this work on my fastball <laughs> Ooh, nose on jay is pretty good yeah it's like that's caramel right all the way in it yeah jay's like could smell it all day. I'm starting to hit like like the palates like dialed in. You know, you kind of get dialed in. You know, it's like like when you're playing golf. You know, and you have like four to six beers, you can really like stroke <laughs> that's, it. That's but that's then when, when you go when you go too far or too less, you really suck. Yeah, you know, just gotta find that happy medium. Yeah. No, I think Jay's great. Um, call me crazy. It almost like has like a like a like a candy cane aftertaste or something uh, like peppermint, but it's I. But I there's, hate, there's, I, and then there's like a brown, brown butterscotch. I uh, didn't want to like bring this out, but this is Santa Claus's barrel pick. <laughs> the candy cane. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? From oh. Holiday World's pick. <laughs> Do you like the concentration on this one? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get, if it's a candy cane, it's like a, like a fruity, a little bit fruitier candy cane. Like, uh, I can get the, the mint. The rainbow, the rainbow swirl. Yeah. One. Like the a rainbow, rainbow swirl. But there's. There's a little bit of mint, but there's some like real strong uh, like processed sugar fruits in there, like Skittle type. Sounds flavors. like uh, Jay might be a contender here, <laughs> or it could be the gummy bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a gummy I mean, that's bear. what yeah. I'm thinking. Mm. Yeah, you know how I feel about those. So, I I'm a, oh for God's sake, <laughs> know, we but, made it. We yeah. made it like almost halfway through an episode, and he didn't even bring it up. Yeah, what? I, I just like gummy bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, my daughter's a big fan of the trolleys and the sour gummy worms. Oh so that's yeah, what she's, I love the Sour Patch Kids, but they're like. Too intense for me. I don't know. No, warheads are intense. Yeah, warheads are pretty intense. It's been a while since I had a warhead. Though. They all just make your teeth rot, so whatever. <laughs> what doesn't, though? Bourbon. I guess. Go for your teeth. <laughs> I guess if you use it as mouthwash and dip it in your toothpaste beforehand. All right, so we're moving on to K. I spent a lot of time in the in the cellars this weekend finding these products. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I mean, I'm just seeing like what you what you put out because they're not um they're not on the shelf, you know. Mm-hmm. These are crazy. And it's unfortunate I had to take a day off. Uh so I folks, I take I take dry days. Yeah, that's like uh yeah, it's unfortunate. It's like let us let us let us have all the fun over here. <laughs> but I I will say I am enjoying this commentary kind of thing. This is kind of fun. It's like cream of wheat with a bunch of raisins and brown sugar in there. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I really like that one. Cream of wheat. I don't know how you pull out cream of wheat. Maybe Just, it's all the things he puts in the cream of wheat. No, I'm saying like you gotta, if you have like a, a bowl of cream of wheat, but you like really douse it with like some brown sugar and raisins, mm-hmm. that kind of, I don't know. My grandmother used to make it for me and it, that brought me back to it. I was about to say, I, I've never had a bowl of cream of wheat before. So uh, what about <laughs> what about like grits or like oatmeal or anything oh, like that? Oh, grits and oatmeal, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you get any of those kinds of flavors? I'm a, I'm a big fan of shrimp and grits in general. Mm-hmm. I, I make, don't get shrimp and grits out of this. I'm, well, no, I'm just saying, I. but I'm a big fan of shrimp and grits. I got my own quick shrimp and grits recipe that oh. I go to with the jalapeno cheddar grits that I make. Yeah, so. That sounds great. Uh, yeah, I try to I try to give Blake a run for his money on so, Bourbon or Eats. So let's That's do tough. let's go let's let's 
let's find a couple other glasses that you might want to eliminate at this stage. Um, you know, since we've gone, you know, halfway through, cause that'll calling things out will help us, uh, you know, talk about some of the products as we're going along. I'm going to try F again real quick. We're, we're, yeah. cause I've, I've pushed a few up and a few back just to, yeah. that's kind of like how I'm trying to gauge this real quick. I know it's like you have one, you're like, that's in there. And then you get another and you're like, no, no, that's in there. And then you're so I mean, it's, forgetting. Yeah, it's tough. I'll, I'll pull F back. Um, so F is out for you. I, I think it's good. Um, but like I said, it's so, it's so tough to do this. I, I the F tastes like a finished product to me. I don't think so. I, like I said, for me, it's, it's hard to go through these because when you have something that's, that's a finished product that has like this, like crazy different flavor, then you go taste a bourbon. You're like, well, I don't know if this is even good anymore. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Are you ready for what F is? Is F out for you, bud? Yeah. I'm going to push it out. Yeah. I'll, I'll push it out too. F is rye three. Uh, mm. four years, uh, 14 months. See, the thing is, I, I that, love rye too. I know. Well, well, rye three, the reason I think that you're having trouble with this is because, or, or with this particular one is because rye three is four and a half or four and a half or five to 15 years old. So there's, there's Indiana rye in here, there's Canadian rye and there's some Polish rye. So it's, it's a really complex set of yeah. flavors. Yeah, really fruity rye. Yeah. Like, really tropical fruits that's why i thought maybe there was some kind of finishing but that's no that's the, you're getting the, the impact of the canadian yeah, I'm back I mean, back to the a league so you brought up you brought up i'm not, I'm not gonna rye. i'm not gonna get to move up in the league next year polish rye is not something you see a lot of in the market so how did you come across that i got lucky on that one you got lucky on some polish got, rye yeah we bought a lot of it uh, a couple of years ago and yeah. we've it's it's a very versatile product it's 100 percent uh, malted rye from Poland mm -hmm. that um, I had tasted rye, different ryes from Poland early on, and they're really outstanding. They're just are they still aging or are they tanked? Yeah. No, there's no, they're still in the barrels. Got a couple over there, right over there. Do you so? Uh, how does that labeling work? Uh, it's it is it's rye whiskey, mm -hmm. um, and we just put the distillation source of distillation is Poland. Okay. Uh, bigger question is how do you go and you just like call up somebody in Poland, you're like, hey, I heard you got some extra rye. Oh. I think that's... Uh, hey, I'm Joe. I know. <laughs> you got any rye? I, I, I mean... I've met a lot of people I'm Joe my Beatrice of Barrel Bourbon. <laughs> Do you have some rye? Yeah, I think that's that's a tough one to kind of go through because, I mean, you know, Ryan and I, we're, we rely on other people to tell us what's available. And then, uh, but I mean, never in our lives have we crossed a Polish rye. So it's kudos to you for being able to uh, knock on those doors. Many years ago, I met a producer from Poland who was really pretty amazing um he does a lot of vodka it's okay fred loves vodka i know how much you big like fan yeah, yeah. <laughs> big fan i'm gonna come back here to ryan I, I, are, are you spitting i'm not seeing a lot in the in the spitter over there no i am i just i don't take as much i guess when yeah I, when i'm i don't know he's got he, to yeah he does his baby sips i try to get like, i'll do a baby slip and then if i really like it i'll go back for more but most of the time i can after a little baby sip i'm like oh mm -hmm move forward or maybe not i don't know okay I, I very much like to like to get almost a what you would usually do in like a, a regular you know drink mm -hmm. or whatever like i try to take as much as that in but let it coat i tend to be in the camp of the baby sip yeah and trip tends to be in the camp of the full full the, on the big gulps oh i know gulp. trip likes i mean tri trip's kind of a full bottle i like the, <laughs> I like the baby sip and i'll kind of move it all around to see what i'm getting from it then i'll spit it out but you know, it's interesting. I don't know if you know this, but like the 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 technique you're using is kind of a French style 
you know they don't do um you know full on they'll have just a little bit on there and the all-encompassing of the mouth is very german you know so you know a lot of these like tasting techniques and everything have been you know studied and applied in a lot of these like old world cultures where drinking is a part of you know celebrated in a, a true profession so it's like it's like a spelling bee contest. You got to ask country of origin, yeah. tasting style, like, <laughs> with your tasting style. Yeah. Like, I think I think Fred's saying you're a couple of continental guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Beer Fest, where they're like going around and like they have this competition? Das Boot. Oh my god, that's so good. I love M. Mm-hmm. M is again. I, I feel like we're in the private release series over here with the M. And, yeah, there's something finished going on. There. And like I said, it's just one of those things. Like you taste these things, and you're just like, damn. They're so good. Yeah. That one stands out to me. And that's, I, like I said, for anybody that is, if you go out there and you see a, a bottle of the private release series, make sure you try a sample from whatever store you're at and, and just give it a go. Because I think a lot of these things, like you'll, the private release series, I mean, they're, a lot of these are just knockouts. Like I yeah. just love, I love the, the idea of having something that is super small, super unique. And it's, it's a shame that these can't be done on a larger scale. You know, it's, 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 it'll be in, insanely tough to be able to do something like that. But I mean, there's, that even makes it a little bit more special when you're able to do these kind of like really small blends of stuff. Well, we, we're, we're trying all kinds of different things all the time, all kinds of experiments. And, and it gives us, it, it also informs other things that we do. So we will be migrating some of these into different products over time as we as we see how what the response is to them. But this particular one is one that people tend to tend to like a lot. They gravitate to this one. Oh yeah, I mean it's yeah. fantastic. This one uh, in smells like Pursuit series. Ah, no, oh, in no, I mean in's in's just got in in reminds me a little bit of an A a little bit. Uh, actually, probably more B. I'd say probably more. Yeah, B. it's more ones of B or C. Yeah, I think I think you know it has a little bit more of the pronounced Tennessee stuff, but solid solid blend or maybe single barrel might be completely wrong because the thing is about i think a lot of the tennessee stuff oh well as it gets older in age those notes get muted more and more the palate kind of threw me off a little bit from the nose are you on end right now yeah 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 the the nose is like all tennessee then you go to taste it and it's like if it's i know it is but something very unique trying to wrap my head around it I think it's in line with with a lot of other things. Like I said, I think it's it's solid. Now, in I think as a, as a personal favorite of yours, Joe. It is. So, what what is it about this one that you really like? Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it uh, a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And you can get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. 
Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Now, in I think, is a, is a personal favorite of yours, Joe. It is. So what what is it about this one that you really like? So this this particular barrel is one of several that I've pulled out that I'm calling my playlist, and they're they're just barrels that spoke to me in a in a slightly different in a slightly different way. You know, our process is such that nothing, no single barrel is is bottled or no batch is done that that isn't really something that we think is pretty is pretty amazing. Um, but th- these are and and it, it isn't to just the intent was not to say these are better than the other ones. These are just ones that sort of caught my attention. And do you want me to tell you what this one is? So this is, this is part of. I think Anne is group. still in the running for them. Then I'll, let me yeah. hold off. Yeah, on it. yeah, hold off on, on it. It's pretty good. Yeah, but it's I, it's a good thing. I good just wanted selection. to. I just I knew about this this uh, this glass being a favorite of yours. So I just wanted you to talk a little bit about it and not reveal the whole you know secret yet. But uh, oh, sorry. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. This is our first time doing this together, so there's bound to be some hiccups. Uh, so you guys are on. Uh, I'm on O. You're on O now. I'm on. I'm nosing it, and this is rye all the way. Now this is actually to me. This is this is a classic barrel. This uh, is classic. This is a classic, uh, a throwback even. Like this is before, before this building existed. Before Joe had his truck. And, really? And he, oh shit! And he still had uh, to commute. Uh, maybe it's Kentucky. not. Maybe it's not right. Maybe. Had you hired Trip yet? Oh, no, I'm trying point? to reset yes. my notes. Uh, Trip kinda. and I started working together on batch two, and oh, ever okay. since then. So okay, yeah. so this was close. Yeah, this was a. This one is one that's uh, near to our heart. Uh, yeah, this is a. This is throwback barrel, a Don Mattingly of sorts for your company. <laughs> Dude, that just moved to like number one or two spot for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is there is nothing wrong with that whiskey. No, there's it's, talking about O. Yes, yeah. I mean it. Just it has everything. It, it that just hit all the check boxes. Yeah, it's creamy, dried fruit, spice, sugar, vanilla, everything going on. I mean, it's like you're, yeah, that's that's I, money. I remember mm-hmm. my review well of this one, and this is uh, this is this was the this it, was the batch that turned me on to barrel. I mean, and and not even. Before you even said anything, I was sitting there smelling it. Even before you said yeah. something, I looked over at Ryan and I gave him the eye, and I was like, "Dude, like this, <laughs> like, this one's good." Mm. And and then you started talking about it, so now you just reaffirmed it. Yeah, this this one was a. Um, oh, I, I don't want to give too much away, but there was there were two batches that we blended together at the same time, and we had we separated the barrels into high low rec barrels, and so they're they're related, but they're totally different. Um, so this is, this is a nice, I think this is a nice part of a couplet. And then moving on to P, this is rum. Not, not even a question. Well, let's question it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh God, yeah. It's, <laughs> there's no question. P is rum. <laughs> yeah, they're they're saying P is rum. P is rum, or if it's rum finish, it's one or the other. If you yeah. like, there's I something can... about rum in it. Uh huh. Yeah. This is the thing about a blind tasting is you just don't know. You, we know how now you're. We get towards the end, and you're like, ah, these guys, they maybe they don't know what they're talking about. No, you're, you're 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 exposing you're, us. You're uh-huh. 15 glasses in, boys. Come on now. Hey, we did we did pretty good. We covered a lot in there. You know like what you didn't do? Minutes. You didn't pick it up and taste it and say, oh man, this is a really good vodka. You know. So yeah, every day is better when you're not drinking vodka. Every day. All right, the taste is funky. <laughs> funky. Who loves the funk? Mm. Joe loves the funk. You like you some funk? Or you I like the funk? Like I said, this is uh, it's a su- it's a super good funk though. Yeah. Oh gosh, that's. I wish I could put a, a flavor on it. Rum. <laughs> that's the flavor. <laughs> so it's a rum flavor for sure. Yeah, it's got like honey, kind of little licorice notes, um, like lime. I don't know. It's like everything. Everything I think of like a, when I get a good rum cocktail, that's reminding me of it. Are you all pushing this forward or are you going to hold it back? Mm. Is this going Man. to be in the top so, three? It's so hard because like, I don't know, you so got here's some really good whiskeys out here. Yeah, and it's like, do you push a rum in for a whiskey? I don't know. I know. I, I, I kind of agree. I was like, I've probably got like three or four that I'm, I'm leaning towards. And in this, comp, because the, I mean, we're looking at 15 right here and they're all, they're all fantastic. But if I had to choose a favorite, it might not be this one. Yeah. Only because I'm trying to choose a, a whiskey based one. Okay, but that's why, and and he's gonna he's gonna say okay, he's gonna he's gonna totally screw us and be like it's actually it's actually whiskey. It was a Chardonnay one. Finished. <laughs> if you if you would like us to reveal, um, I kind of want to hear the reveal. Yeah, I I love this so much that I want to hear what it is. So I'm gonna push it out. Joe, to hear so this is one of our rum private release series. All right, at least uh, we're not idiots. Yeah. No, okay, no. all right. And we want to tell there's between whiskey and rum. Yeah, and right. it is a. It's a it's a blend of Barbados, Jamaican, and Martinique rum, and this is and this is more Barbados forward in the in this percentage of blends, and it's fish and it's finished in an Armagnac cask. Oh, nice! Doesn't gotcha. that sound amazing? Yeah, that's. Yeah. Those I mean, are like two love languages combined. Mm-hmm. You know, Barbados rum and Armagnac together. I would, you know, Joe. A question I have for you is is when you're you're looking at the rum portfolio and the rums that you are sourcing. How are you determining the amount that goes into the blend? And then also between you and Fred, because I know Fred's more of a connoisseur on this side as well, is you know, when you're looking at Jamaican rum versus Barbados or whatever, like what is the what are the flavor profile differences that you are finding between these different kinds of rums? Well, the, the flavors are, are, are differently, hugely different. Mm-hmm. And so what we what we do is we play around with different dominant percentages of by by country type. So when I say it's it's Barbados forward or more Barbados rum, we play around with different with different concentrations, different percentages of each of these rums until we find the ones the combinations that we like, and then after that we will play around with the finishes. So it's really a multi step process, but it, it's all about bringing out teasing out the characteristics of each of the rums from the different countries so that that you you get them. Um, some are more Jamaican forward, which are are you trying? Q yet? Wait, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're you're sniffing right now. They're like ignoring you now and yeah. just tasting. No, 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 no. We're no, no. We're, we're, we're listening. listening. We're listening. But like you know, to your point, you know, Jamaica has like this incredible, um, 
you know, funk, you know, it's the Jamaican funk and, um, you know, it's through their fermentation techniques. It's through their, their, their molasses and Barbados, uh, to me, Barbados doesn't as much have a style as it does a distillery in uh, Foursquare that is just brings it, you know, just incredible. Man, I like pot and column blends. Sorry. I mean, interrupt Q for me is better than P P better than P. And I know they're both in the rum category. I hope. <laughs> if not, we're weird. If, if not, I'm we're really bad at. Those. I'm out of the minor leagues. Back to high school. <laughs> no, they're both they're both rum. Okay, good. <laughs> so yeah, the, Q's awesome. Yeah, Q's great. So the stylistic things in rum, um, I think one thing to point out is that what they do is they do blends of pot and column uh, for for a product. So in American whiskey, we know you know column distillation or pot still distillation. But what they will do is that they will take the distillate of a column and blend it with a pot. And they'll do that, you know, with the various percentages to impact their, their flavor profiles. And like every rum distiller in the Caribbean has a different kind of formula to get to where they are. But the ones that stand out the most are like Foursquare um, and Hampton in, uh, in Jamaica. And so those will typically be really, both of those will have a lot of richness and a lot of um, complexity. And I do believe you got from did you you got from Hampton, mm. and did you did you get from Foursquare too? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, boom. There you go. So you got the two best distilleries in the world, in uh, in those products. How about it? Yep. You can't, you can't. I mean, you can't really disagree with that because there's like I said, Q. I love. Yeah. Q is a fantastic, fantastic. Need to get with your rum broker after this. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Uh, Richard Seal will not, well, you know, I mean, you got to go like several layers of approval before he'll let his rum get in your hands. It's kind of funny. Like he's like this, he's like a rum God and he's a, he's a bit of a curmudgeon in like, uh, and, and he's a protector of the rum world and uh, I love him and his, his, his rum is amazing. And so like there are people who come to him and be like, yeah, I want to bottle your rum. And he's like, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't use that language. He's like, cool story. Yeah. yeah. He's like, nice. Go. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Good luck with that one. You have to pass the test. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Did you, what was that like? Um, I can't really talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got to live in Norton Commons, apparently. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, on the dog so, walk. On the dog walk. Dog walks, golf carts, yelling at people. I'm hitting a few more in the front row uh, just to make sure I can, I'm going to, I'm going to push a few more up, a few more back. And then we'll uh, we'll kind of start doing some reveals here. Yeah, the you know congratulations on making it all the way through. You know, yeah. so not uh, only to make it through, now we're doing a second round. Yeah, yeah we gotta go th- three, three times, times, three times, and that and that the so what's your what's your theory and thought process behind three times? I know you said it a few times, but maybe all of our listeners. Okay, know. so um, so my my technique is that I taste three times on three different days. Uh, before I give a like a score or a rating, and you know, to be honest with you, I haven't been doing a lot of that lately. I've been pushing most of my tasting techniques and stuff on YouTube. Really, kind of, and to be honest with you, out of survival uh, with uh, you know with with tastings, and um, we taste differently every single day. And what you eat, how you slept, um, it all will impact on how you taste and what you prefer. I mean, inevitably, there's a day that you want a cheeseburger and there's a day you want pizza. Um, it's very similar in, in tasting. And like, you know, some days my palate just is off and I, and I can tell it right away. 
And so like um, a good example of this would be the wild turkey bottle in a bomb. The first time I tasted it, I was like, you know, this is good, but it's not really hitting me like I want it to. But, you know, the next two times I tasted it, I absolutely loved it. And so uh, that is, uh, that's an example of you can, you can never, you know, assess something based on one tasting. And that has also been proven by, you know, uh, people who study genetics in Sweden. There's a, there's a study out that basically says that our genetics and our moods and everything will dictate how we taste. Hmm. Interesting. So not only you got country of origin, you got genetics mm-hmm. when, when tasting. So you have to get a 23 and me done. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Uh, it's it's sensory.com. It's a little different for me. I, 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 my palate is much better in the morning. Um, and I do limit how much I do taste, but morning is the best time and at least three times go back to it. But it's, it is a little different in that some things are no right away for me Yeah, and it's yeah. a no and it's a no. And then I mean, I think that that's, that's here to us. That's obvious. I mean, if you smell like turpentine and, you know, cow shit, you obviously, <laughs> you know, that's not going to change the next day, but the little finite things like, um, graham cracker versus, you know, honey and, and almonds, um, you know, that's the kind of that level, you know, can change mm-hmm. day to day. Mm-hmm. Down to, yeah. And also, we let it let it rest, and you never know what, what's going to happen the next day. So, because mm-hmm. we're, we're in, it, right now, it's pretty dynamic when we're blending it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a finished product. Mm. God, there's a sidebar over there. Well, I know he's got his three. I'm down to five, and it's. Like, I'm, I'm trying to tell him like just find three that you really like, and we'll go from there. Like I think that's probably the. That's good. I know. I, I just is but, there, but there's also one thing that, that I want to ask you all because you know, Joe, you said you taste better in the morning and stuff like that. What about hungover? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I want to ask uh, because there's a lot of people out there and they're big coffee drinkers in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. are you coffee drinkers, and does that affect anything? That's a good question. Uh, for me, I have one shot of espresso in the morning, but it's really I have it at six in the morning so then by the you, time you need I'm, your jump start yeah, is that what it is i get started and then by the time i i'm tasting it's, it's several hours later so and i don't eat in the morning so my my palate is very clean uh that's true i've had breakfast with him and it's very awkward because he's got a plate <laughs> of nothing um but uh, you know i think when it when it comes to like what impacts your your palate uh, you know people are like people who smoke have bad palates jim rutledge smoked you know, and I dare say there's not not a better bourbon palate in the world than Jim Rutledge. You know, he's an incredible palate. Uh, Larry Rice uh, has commented that what balances his palate is espresso and cigarettes. You know, so I think I think it depends on on what you are tasting. If you are a wine taster, uh, bourbon will kill your wine palate. You know, if you are a water taster which for god's sake there actually are water sommeliers um oh boy water sommeliers yeah they must be bored yeah hey there people really taste that stuff if you okay you pretty much there's a niche for everything there's a niche for everything that's why people that's why people are watching a bourbon podcast right because there's a niche for everything people love watching other people drink i've learned that it's weird but I, I, I dig it. I won't mix rum though. R- rum is has to be a unique day. Yeah, because you can't. T- I, w- I can't taste anything off. else after I drink rum. Um, you know, I can pretty much like cross over into other spirits. Uh, the one that will that seems to have the most effect on me is gin. Hmm. Uh, when I have to do a gin tasting, you know, and you get and the reason why is because there's so much bad gin. You know, there's these distillers that think that they can 
uh, mask uh, really shitty distillation with more juniper and it, that that kills me you know i know what you're saying yeah Ugh. all right i think we've uh i've come up with almost my my top three now before we you, get Hiram. into the top three, I got my three are there any ones that you really want to know what they are i, I really want to know what h was i don't think because you didn't end up revealing, did it? Uh, I didn't. I pulled it. I pulled it back. So, you're no, you did. That was yeah. two of Island. That's two te, two yeah, tele yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah. Never mind. Um, okay, was there another one that you really wanted to know? Uh, is is if M is M on either one of yours? No, nope, not me. Okay, because uh, you called that one as a as a finish. It is a pear brandy finish, and Ooh. it's and it's a a total wine, uh, total wine single barrel. And the thing is, is like those, it was at the American whiskey release or yes. the, uh, yeah, I mean, private, private release. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, like I said, all those are just, they're so good. They're so yeah. unique. And you spent I'm, a long time with that selection. With those I'm selections. hoping that O, did O make your cut? It did for me. It did for me. Great. And did, uh, well, here, how about we just say what, yeah, how let's about do we it. do it first? Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Ryan, you, you go first. What three made your cut? I have A, D, and O. Okay. Okay, good. I ahead. have B, O, and Q. Oh, wow. Oh, you went rum. This is great. I did. I went rum. I, yeah. I need to give rum a little love here. Okay. I know. So Q would be in my top four because I, I thought we were going bourbon, but Q would be right in there. That's with it. great. And and actually, you did, you flipped on yourself because you said, I'm going to be supporting bourbon here because we're talking, supposed to be talking about bourbon. Then you flipped to, to yeah. rum. So you must really like that rum. Is there, I, I tell is you really what, good. I mean, there's just something about rum that it, it, especially for like a hardcore bourbon drinker and you know, whiskey drinker in general like you've got to change things up and this gives you an opportunity to really explore mm -hmm. and when you're when you're buying something especially from a, a, a barrel product you know that it's a meticulous time that it went into it and you know what they really put into it versus somebody that's just like putting out a single barrel or anything like that and you know it, yeah. it, i really i really feel that what joe and the team here do actually put in a lot of effort into making sure that everything they put out is a home run. Yeah. Thank and, you. And yeah. all 15 of these were home runs. So A was uh, batch nine mm -hmm. of uh, barrel bourbon, 13 years old, 112 proof, blend of straights. See, I, that's why I felt, I felt this one was uh, just a solid yeah. regular not to say regular, but just a solid barrel blend, and and yeah. and it's a when, classic. It's when, a classic. Yeah, when you get above that like ten year <clears throat> mark, as you you think you had you had a lot of those good flavors in there. Now this is a notable. Where did you guys have G G G? I had pushed up. Um, I had that in like one that I liked, but I put it back because I liked these other three. But it was one that I did. It was in my so. They, again, talking about how Joe like dipped into his uh, cellar. This is uh, this is the the release that put uh, Barrel of Bourbon on the map. This is Batch 11 that won San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Oh, and uh, you, otherwise known as the Marzipan Bomb. <laughs> okay. When you, when, you taste, when you taste a lot of these, it's hard to pull the Marzipan right. out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I need some. And I'm so right uh, do you want to do you want to go give a Q? You want to give well, you want to give the rest of them? Well, hold on. Don't do Q because we, we, we've got. You got everything. You've got A, C, D, E. Oh, you want to go through them all? You want to hear them all? What the ones? I yeah, I, I think yeah. the ones that didn't get selected. I think people want to know. Yeah. Like, okay, just, I think I mean, so. Not to say that they're bad. Like that's what everybody's saying. Like they're all fantastic. Like I mean, these are there were some that I just I had six that I really liked, and I was trying to like go through and 
fine tooth comb it to get to these three, but I'm, I'm literally moving glasses up and down to try to figure out which I like. It's, yeah, it's tough. It really it, it, is. It, it's yeah. never easy uh, picking picking your favorite. I want to well go through them all, but so you A was batch nine. Mm-hmm. Talk about B was batch eighteen. Okay, At B was one of my favorites right here. I love batch eighteen. Yeah. Um, C was uh, a component experiment blend that we're playing around with. D. Well, oh, wait, hold on. Component yep. experiment blend. That doesn't really give us much. <laughs> Sounds show. technical. Yeah, that doesn't. It's, it's, it's bourbon. Well, it's, it's a work in progress. So we have a couple of these that we're that we threw in here. Just that that are at any given time we have a dozen, two dozen different blends happening and components. So we just grabbed a couple of them just to throw you off a little bit and see what to see what you thought. All right, there we go. It, it's something that we like. It's it's just not finished, not finished, just not completed yet. Um, D is AH09, which is one of the private release series. This is the one that you said with Chardonnay. This, it's I love a, D. It's it's a Ratafia de Champagne. So finish. So it's a it's a the God, champagne producers the and all the yeah. The champagne producers have leftover champagne that, that they turn into different styles of of a liqueur. And so this was a finish for one of the whiskeys. This is one of my favorites. Gosh, I, I, I really love, love the way this works. D yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's something that you'll never taste. <laughs> yeah. Like like on a regular yeah. basis. I mean, it's that not was not very common. I mean, no, it's definitely not. I mean, a champagne finish, I mean, that's insane. Mm. Liqueur, champagne liqueur. Yeah. Um E was batch 25. Um I'm a little fickle. It's one of my new favorites. Um Yeah, I love 25. Yeah. It, it's the first time we've ever used any wheat in any of our bourbons. So there's a little bit of wheat bourbon in here. Wheat bourbon. Nice. Interesting. Uh, F was rye three, which we revealed. G was batch 11, which we talked about. Um, we also talked about H and I. Yeah, I. Um, J was uh, the second experiment that we talked about a little bit with the bourbon. Um, K. What do you mean the yeah. second experiment we talked about? Did I, miss- I don't yeah, remember. Had, the first one was uh, C. Okay. So we have two, ex- two experimental blends. Something that hadn't been out yet. Maybe yeah. experiment's okay. the wrong one. Yeah. It's it's just it's a component of something. It's a component. That we're yeah. <laughs> component experiment. There whatever. we go. Okay. Whatever you want to call it. Um K uh reaching into the cellar was seven B. Oh, good. That was so, like I said, it was a solid one. Seven B was sort of this interesting blend that um we we released batch seven, which is a five year old bourbon, and and it's sold so fast that it was just mind-boggling. So about three months later, we went back to blend more of those barrels and they weren't even close. They had changed so much. So we couldn't, we, we had to just make it a different, it wasn't a, a new batch on its own. It wasn't, we, it wasn't eight. <laughs> so we came up with 7B on that one. L is batch 24. Oh, I love, I love these recent new batches too. Yeah, which is a nine to 15 year old selection of, barrels from three states um m is ah17 which is the private release finish in the pair pair brandy cask nice n was s493 which is a single barrel it's the one that i selected man i loved in so i was in and out. i was torn between those two <laughs> i liked i like this one yeah yep it is a solid it's a solid one and o was, oh is batch five Oh, really? We both we yeah. both pulled that one yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a high rye bourbon and uh it, it was really a pretty spectacular I think it was a spectacular bourbon. Those are the one we did 5 and 6 
together. We blend them together. We separate them out in hyaluronic barrels. And um, and so this one is a little bit more in your face. The other one is a little bit more rounded, a little more balanced. Not balanced, but just rounded, a little bit, a little mm-hmm. bit different. Um, then we have then we're to the rums uh, B seven one seven, which is the Barbados forward rum with the Armagnac finish, and Q is J seven five seven, which is the Jamaican forward, but it's in a German ice wine finish. Ah, ah, there we go. Q was excellent. It really was. It really was. Ryan, if you had to pick one of your favorites, what would you put? Would you go with? Oh man, I already know. I'm I'm done. I'm on O. You're on O. I'm on O. I'm done. Like I I think uh, I think out of all these, I I taste it. I smell it. It hits all the check boxes of everything a whiskey geek would love, and I think it just, like I said, it just, it's an all around great whiskey for, for me. Do you have any batch five left? Yes. That was a bottle I just opened. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. But I mean, do, you have, like, <laughs> do you have any like me? Oh, hey. no, unfortunately. I love D. D is like, I love, there's some just fruitiness there that like tropical fruit kind of notes or pear or something. There's just, I love, I'm with you, Joe. I like the fruity flavors and that's, right there for me whereas O is like a fantastic but it's more like rich deep D is like fruit fruit bombs oh, you mean it's like, an amazing you mean like tannins you mean like tannins no. like <laughs> maybe <laughs> I think it's a great compliment to the Kentucky whiskey I, I think it just it just brings out yeah just makes it so much better yeah I agree well done and I like A too I'd probably go D-A-O for me 18 year old Kentucky whiskey hmm. was that distilled in Louisville can't tell <laughs> that one i can't tell you yeah i know they'd come down and crack your legs <laughs> yeah crack your legs yeah i need i need, to, I need my knees intact yeah joe what was your favorite out of these um i have to say that that it's really hard because they all they're all here for a reason but um of this group i really like um i really love batch 25 right now it's um, so money yeah uh, that's that's good. Batch five has always been one of my favorites. I I I I, I stopped uh, I stopped keeping that on our, our bar at home because I ran out of it. That that was that was a great one. And um, I do love the Ratafia de Champagne finish. It's yeah. it's one of my favorites. Me too. Yeah, that one in the pair. I go, I go back and forth on that. Yeah. Now I'll say too, guys, that you know Barrel is a to me is is a is a brand that's great competition whiskey because they come in at very good proofs they're full of flavor and they don't have like one overarching bad note typically and so you all got to experience uh, a flight of all of them and you could kind of see that playing out and i've and i think that you know the reason why they do so well in competition is because of that of that kind that perfect combo of flavor and proof and not having a shitty note so. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's what we aspire nobody, to. Yeah. Nobody wants a shitty note. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Put an exclamation point on that one. I mean, yeah. I, I, and for myself, I mean, I, I love what Barrel does because of, of what you just said. I mean, there is just so much variety and so much uh, things that you can actually pull out of here. I mean, with 18-year-old whiskey, with rye, with rum, with everything. I mean, there's, yeah. just, there's just so many combinations that you all are doing that provide anybody that can be a fan of just whiskey in general, like this is a, a good one-stop shop for a lot mm-hmm. of great things that are coming out of here. 
Yeah, it's it's Thank awesome because you. you can bring a whiskey geek over and be like, I got something for you to try. And they try and they're like, oh, just because they got so much to offer you. Like whatever, you, whatever flavor profile you're going to hit or want to hit, they got it. Well, fellas, you did a great job. And as uh, as as we close out, Joe, is tell people, you know, where, where they can find Barrel Bourbon. Well, we're in about 5,000 locations at this point. If you go to our website uh, and go to where to buy, you'll, you'll see it. Um, also, we, you can buy it online. But we're, we're, we're in about 46 states at this point. So it's, we're, we're trying to cross off and be in as many possible places as we can. Anyway, but thank you. Thank you so much for your compliments. It's a really small, dedicated, hardworking team of people that put things together here. Yep. Good, good people. I've, I've had many bourbons with them over the years. And, uh, it's always fun sipping bourbon with the barrel boys. And Absolutely. Absolutely. They're fun. So uh, as we close out, make sure you are following uh, Bourbon Pursuit on all the social medias. Just look for Bourbon Pursuit. Uh, give us a rating on Stitcher, Apple, however you listen to your podcast. It helps us with the algorithms. We're kind of dominated by the algorithm overlords in the podcasting business. And it helps us a lot to get the gospel of bourbon out there. But that'll do it for this week. Kenny, Ryan. Good job, guys. Well, Way to hopefully go. it didn't fail. Can we can we graduate to double A to single A or I what think, are I think we're going to give you a good look. I'm going to give you a good, <laughs> good look. look. All right. <laughs> yeah. Talk. Well, Paul's had the bow pen at some I think point. You're, yeah. I think you're in. I think you're in. Awesome. Great. All right. So everybody, thanks for joining us. Be safe out there. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>